you may not know about Channels for the Culture, but I truly believe that one day we could be a household name and that everybody will know who we are. So I just keep pushing and I have faith that I'll get there. This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. What's going on, everybody? This is the Ground Up Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is... Episode one of season three. Okay, episode one of season three, and this is Keisha Rock, everybody. Hello. <laughs> so, what's going on, babe? You know, we just started season three, and I'm season ready. Season three, I'm Here ready. We go. Yo, we got a good lineup this season. I am so excited. We're really bringing it to you. And today, we have Demetria, founder and owner of Candles for the Culture. Welcome, Demetria. Hi, thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? We're doing good. We're doing good. Excited to kick this season off. I'm excited about your business. So I'm doing something new this season, guys. I'm going to start with an opening inspiration. Because, you know, after 2020, I think we could all use use as much inspiration (laughs) as possible. So (laughs) you have to know what sparks the light in you so that you, in your own way, can illuminate the world. None other than Oprah Winfrey. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. All right. So the first thing I want to start with, Demetria, and I hope you don't mind, I want to read your about us on your website. So, oh sure. Like as soon as I read it, I was like, Aaron, like her business is dope. Right. So let me just read it. So <laughs> Thank the, you. So the listeners can understand what I mean. Okay. Candles for the culture was created to celebrate the symbols unique to our culture. From the songs that many of us can recite word for word to the films that we've watched time and time again, Candles for the Culture represents the familiarity within our community. The scent of each candle was designed to suit the themes that we all know and love. We encourage you to light a candle and reminisce about the beautiful things that make us uniquely special. Do it for the culture. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I just loved it. I just loved it so much. And then in combination with the names of the candles that you have, like. Which are dope. Yes. Like, you know, Poetic Justice. (laughs) Thank you. Black Panther, Dear Mama, Black Girl Magic. I'm like, she is hitting it for the culture. And I have to mention my favorite, Snowfall, and I'm so ready for season four. Oh, yes. Anyway. (laughs) So you have such a dope and unique business. Tell me about it. So, yeah, the About Us is pretty um, accurate in terms of what we try to do. The, all of the products celebrate black culture. They all have names that are songs or movies, and then we match the sense to those names. So, um, yeah, I, I try to make sure I cover the classics. Every once in a while, we'll do a, a limited edition of something that may be more current in the culture, but most of what we do is like classic culture things that, um, you know, the the movies and the songs. Absolutely. Yes. Do you have like your friends always like texting you like, Oh, you got to do one with like this or anything like that? 
Sometimes, yeah, and sometimes they're good ideas, and other times, you know, they're not that fitting. Yeah, that's not gonna work, (laughs) right? We'll we'll think about that one. Okay, exactly. So, (laughs) what led you to entrepreneurship? So, um, I've always kind of wanted to have my own business. This is actually my second business. I owned a chocolate shop. Oh, wow. um, okay. Some years ago, so it's not my first um, first endeavor into entrepreneurship. Right. This particular time, um, I was looking for a job actually, and wasn't you know able to find a job that I felt was fitting. So in the meantime, I was just doing what I do, making things and creating things. And then you know, I've always had the mindset that anything that I can do and that I can do well and that other people find value in is, you know, a business opportunity. So absolutely. But yeah, that's kind of how um, I started a candle business. <laughs> nice. So okay. you said you were formerly a business owner. Do you, did you, from that experience, did you feel like, you know, you kind of eased your way or it was easier for you to open candles for the culture or was this like a whole new adventure? Um, I would say I was able to use that experience to make better decisions in this business. Um, tell us more, tell us more. (laughs) So yeah, it's, while it's a very different business, there were some lessons that I did learn, um, after closing the candle shop. One of the biggest lessons I learned in terms of opening a retail location is how much location does matter. Um, the chocolate shop, while I felt like we had a good product and people were generally satisfied when they purchased from us, it was a little difficult to get our name out there because we were in a not a great location. Okay. So, of course, Candles for the Culture started online primarily, well, totally online. When I did go ahead and decide to open up a shop, I wanted to put it in a place where it was just more accessible to people. Um, so I think that we have improved in that area. <laughs> nice. I feel like that does make sense. Right. Like, you know, if you're trying, if you're a new business, you're trying to get your name out there, but if you're in, in a location where it's not accessible or it's just not, you know, booming, then it's, it's going to be difficult. Be, yeah, absolutely. So I do, <laughs> I did see that you opened the brick and mortar candles for the culture shop in June or July. We opened in July. Nice. After, yeah, July 25th. So I have to say to you, just like I did to Ruby, um, to Rabia from Ruby Scoop. So in the last episode, congratulations for opening. Thank you so much. A brick and mortar during a. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to curse this time, but during a <laughs> pandemic. Oh, man. You yes. have, I mean, I have to. I have to imagine there were challenges. Yeah. Um. There were, had I, I probably would not have chosen to open up a brick and mortar in the middle of a pandemic had had I not already started the process. We actually were in the process of signing our lease and everything before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And um, we put it on pause for a period of time when everything got shut down. But once Georgia opened back up, we kind of had to make a decision and um, so we decided to go ahead and, and, and move forward and there have been no regrets even on days where it's, you know, evident that people are not coming out. 
I still have the online business to rely on. So I probably would not have opened up the shop had I not already had an online presence and uh, enough business online to, to pay the rent should people not be comfortable coming into the shop. Gotcha, right, right, gotcha. Right. And, and so far, are people coming in? Are they just being masked up? Or I don't know. What are you guys doing in Georgia as far as that? I know for here, well, here in Virginia, we're like we're required to wear the mask right now. Oh, well, yeah. I, uh, people are supposed to wear masks, but unfortunately, you know, not everybody complies. Oh, yeah. But luckily, mm-hmm. most people that come into the shop are um, compliant, you know, are masked up. And uh, we never have too many people in there at one time. So we're able to distance. And so far, we haven't had any problems. Nice. Well, I guess it's had a good response. Like, um, I, I certainly do. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, when we started, I mean, I, I hoped that we would be successful. I felt like we would be successful, but I, I wasn't, I didn't expect to be opening up our own store in a year's time. So, um, it's been phenomenal and I'm, I'm just really excited and thankful. What pushed you? So you keep saying you didn't expect to open the store. What actually pushed you to do the store? Well, um, my house was just packed full of stuff. I mean, it, <laughs> you were like, I got to get it, out of here. <laughs> yes. It re- really had to get out. So, and it, and at that time I was also doing like pop-ups and things like that, like packing all of our stuff up to go sell at different events. Gotcha, yeah. And it's just easier just to be in one location. Gotcha. That makes sense. So in the beginning you were doing mostly selling online and going to like different festivals and events. Yes, that's exactly what we were doing. So from what I know about Atlanta, it's just booming with black entrepreneurs. Um, Tell us about that. Do do you have support from other, like here in Richmond, we have a lot of uh, black entrepreneurs that support each other. Do you feel that is that way in in Atlanta with the culture? I do. Um, There are a lot of black owned businesses. There are a lot of markets that are geared towards black owned businesses. I'm a part of a group. Um, it's actually not uh, primarily black for black owned businesses, but it's for women owned businesses. And it just so happens that there are a lot of black women right. um, in that's, that that's group. Really, that's never a bad thing. <laughs> no, not at all. So um, I definitely a- appreciate the support. There is a, I feel, a conscious effort, um, particularly right now, for people to support our own so I, I always feel that love and even pe- though our um our business our, our product is is geared towards celebrating us we also have people that are not necessarily a part of the culture but they just want to support and yeah. I welcome that also <laughs> yeah I love that I said what characteristics do you think helped you in your journey in entrepreneurship what characteristics do I do you have so what characteristics do oh. you possess that helped you in your entrepreneurship journey? Oh, I just, I, I, I believe that, you know, sky is the limit. That the sky is not even the limit. Like I, I, I truly believe that there are no limits in what we can achieve. So I, I operate with that in mind. I, I'm, I don't let fear or doubt stop me from doing whatever I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like now um, you may not know about channels for the culture, but I truly believe that one day we could be a household name and that everybody will know who we are. So I just keep pushing 
and I have faith that I'll get there. <laughs> I love it. And you will get there. And I do believe that I believe in the power of manifestation. And so the fact that you, you see it as the sky's the limit, you know, you're going to achieve even more than your next average, average show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I see that yeah, if you if you believe it, there you go. Yeah, I see that you're a mom. How do you think uh, being an entrepreneur like reflects on on your your children? Do you think um you think they'll get the entrepreneur bug? They might, and I definitely am happy to uh, be an example for them. Um, my daughter is very involved in the business. She, you know, she she makes products. She helps with content. She's very involved. So should she decide to have her own business one day or well, she actually um, does dabble in her on, on the side in her own business. So I, I am happy to be an example for her. And if my sons decide to go in that direction, I'll be there to support them as well. I love it. So what is that like? Who are you? You having your daughter being involved like that? Um, I appreciate it in a way it is an opportunity for us to bond sometimes it does become challenging because I feel like she tests me in a way that she wouldn't (laughs) test you know just her working for somebody else but you know I value her input she is a huge help that's what's up that's what's up so what I didn't get now that I'm thinking about it is what inspired you to do a candle business so you went from chocolate, you had a chocolate business. Did you did you always have a love for candles or? Yes, I've always loved candles, but um, from the, you know, same place that the chocolate, making the chocolate came from, I just like making things. Gotcha. You're, so so you're like kinda, a natural creator. Absolutely. I always enjoyed making things and it started with food and it kind of just, I mean, ca- candles is kind of similar, you know what I mean? It's, um kind of similar to chocolate I'm, I'm melting i'm i'm um uh checking temperatures right. so it kind of they go hand in hand and in addition to me liking smell good so it um it kind of just was a natural progression okay so all right so what's so what's the inspiration on some of these flavors that you get or the, these scents that you get like far as like the snowfall one what what what's that talk to me about that Okay, so what I typically do is I come up with the name of the candle first, which sometimes can be challenging. Right. Um, so I, I decided I wanted to do a snowfall candle. So then I thought, I, then I think, what would that smell like? So for snowfall, I just wanted it to smell, um, it to be a scent that is uh, winter related or right. Christmas related. So um, after testing up a bunch of scents, the, the the peppermint bark scent is kind of what smelled the best and I felt oh. would, would be a fit for snowfall. Yeah. Right. But sometimes it's a little more obvious, like for um, blackberry molasses, it smells like berries. So right, right, right. I come up with a name and then try to match a scent to the name. And then you can just choose the color of the wax? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, the, the wax, the, co- the color candles, that's dye. Okay. So, yeah. So interesting. You should do like, like <laughs> look. Now I want to give you ideas. You should do like um, a like Instagram IGTV of the process of making it. I just think that's dope, and I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm, I definitely need to dedicate more time to um, 
our, our content and, and showing the process. Yeah. Do you have like a marketing strategy that you, that you um, implement? Not, not one that's really set in stone. I'm kind of still learning in that area. Right. Well, look, you said um, yes to being on the Ground Up podcast, so you are working towards it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I appreciate this opportunity. <laughs> no, that's dope, though. I mean, I think you do have just an authentic brand, right? So it's naturally, I feel like, just gonna you're gonna find like followers and people who are just inspired by the brand. So. That's what I hope. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Let's spice it up a little bit. Um, let's see. Before starting Candle for the Culture, I was a teacher. I taught um, middle school English for several years. Um, Girl, you've had like different <laughs> lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my resume is pretty diverse. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Virginia. I oh, am. Oh, from, oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I'm from Virginia Beach, actually. Okay, okay. Seven, and five, I'm seven. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I've been here for three years. Okay. And um, yeah, the, I mean, the, have you the, fallen the, in love with Atlanta? Yeah, it's definitely different. You know, there are times that I'm homesick. You know, I miss certain things about Virginia, but um, I'm comfortable here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely comfortable here. Where would you like to see um, the business go to, like, within the next few years? Um, Well, again, I would like Candle for the Culture to be a household name. Um, How we get there that is like fluid and constantly changing. If you would have asked me last year, this time, I probably would have said that candles for the culture would be in other, um, other retailers across the the country. I I didn't at that time expect that I would be opening my own. And from then I thought, okay, well then do I want candles for the culture stores all over the country? Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that looks like. I just kind of am. I just keep pushing and, you know, where I feel like God leads me, that's where I go. Um, you know, I, I'm, there, I'm not sure yet. Is there anything <laughs> you wish you would have known before you started the business? Hmm. I mean, I would say that there are things that I've learned about candle making um, that, had I known those things in the beginning, I would have saved myself some time and money. Because <laughs> um, I've learned from some mistakes. But, you know, I wouldn't change that either because it makes me better after having learned from those mistakes. Right. And what advice would you give to those starting their entrepreneurship journey? I would say to be yourself, be authentic, be original. I see a lot of people who see other people you know what they've been successful with and they try to duplicate that and I just don't feel like that's the way I um I feel like there's a fine line between being inspired by other people and being a copycat of other people so I feel like if you are being true to yourself you don't really need to copy anybody else so absolutely yeah there's only one of us, and we are meant to shine, and we can't do that if we're trying to shine under somebody else's light. 
Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. All right, Demetria. So what is something that I didn't know enough to ask? Is there anything that you do want to put out there or anything that, um, you know, you want to express about the business or yourself? Um, I think you pretty you covered a, a good deal of stuff. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> so we just want the listeners to know that it is possible that you can, you know, do things even during a freaking pandemic. <laughs> even though. <laughs> yep, that is absolutely true. All right, so I think it's time for our game. We ready? Sure, yeah. All right, so we're going to be playing Would You Rather This or That. All right, summer candle fragrance or winter candle fragrance? Hmm. That is a good question. I'm going to go winter. Winter. Okay. Would you rather have Kanye be president or Joe the Exotic from Tiger King be president? <laughs> wow. I know. I was so, I've, I've been waiting to ask that. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> I might go Joe. You want to go Joe? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. I just. I can't trust Kanye right now. Oh, boy. All right. Coffee with cream or tea with honey? Tea with honey for sure. Would you rather be trapped in a bonker for 30 days with two books or two movies? Mm, Let's go two movies. Two movies. Me and Aaron went back and forth about that one. I don't know, man. (laughs) All right, Demetria. How can the listeners reach you? The easiest way to reach um, me is on our Instagram candles, the number four, the culture. Um, you can also eat, reach me by email, candles for the culture at gmail.com. And if you're in the Atlanta metro area, you can reach me at candles for the culture Tuesday through Saturday at 1400 Veterans Memorial Highway Suite. I'm sorry, Veterans Memorial Highway Southeast, Suite 146 in Mableton, Georgia. Y'all go check out the candles. Please do. Yes, please do. Yes. Thank you. Thank you you so so much. much. Thank you so much for being on the show. Love your story. And I'm actually excited to burn my own. Let's go. No problem. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Hey, this is the Ground Up Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. Hey, and go follow us on Instagram at the Ground Up Podcast. Let's go. All right, all right. It's a wrap. Thank you.